Welcome to Legal News and Business Reviews, your podcast source for legal and business tips, tricks, and information. Welcome to episode number two of Legal News and Business Reviews. If this is your first time listening to this broadcast, let me introduce myself. My name is Lori Myers. I'm a licensed attorney in California, and I've spent the last 13 years practicing criminal defense in Southern California. I've also been a licensed real estate agent for the last 25 years. Now for the disclaimer. At no time shall any legal advice given on this show be deemed to create an attorney-client relationship by myself or any guest speaker who is also an attorney. Let's move forward. I want to thank you for being here and giving me your time. I hope you find this broadcast to be entertaining, enjoyable, and educational. If you find this broadcast valuable, I would greatly appreciate you leaving a comment or feedback on the Legal News and Business Reviews Facebook page, or you can rate or leave any comments on any of the broadcast platforms that you're listening to this broadcast on. Today is January 14th, 2018. Even though I went over some of the new laws in the last broadcast, there's actually a lot of other laws I didn't get to. I also wanna let you know, even though that's what I'm addressing today, there are still many more that I'm just not going to be able to get to. But let's get started. I'm gonna give you 11 new law updates that apply here in California starting in 2018. Let's start with the First Time Drug Offender Program. Many people know it as PC-1000. It's allowed for certain misdemeanor and felony crimes. It used to be a program that lasted 18 months to three years, and upon successful completion, the case was dismissed and the arrest was deemed not to have occurred. And if the client failed the program, the guilty plea stood and the judge could then sentence the client, which could include jail time. You used to also previously be disqualified for this program if you failed to complete probation or parole at any time in your life. Now, with the law changes, it's actually going to be referred to as the pre-trial diversion program. The client must now give up their jury trial rights, and if they fail out of the program, they are entitled to a court trial only. Now, the program is 12 to 18 months. It used to be 18 months to three years. Additionally, priors that have happened in the last five years are the only priors that will disqualify you. So if you have priors that are longer than that, then you are now eligible for the new pretrial drug diversion program. Moving on to law change number two. This affects court reporters. 
and it doesn't go into effect actually now just puts them on notice as of january 2018 they're on notice that january 1st 2023 that they are now required they are then required to make sure they have the technical ability for electronic transcripts so that they have till that period of time to make sure they have the email and the technology to send zip files or however they send their transcripts. Some of those transcripts can be quite lengthy. Moving on to rule change number three, firearms and ammunition. Actually, the next couple are regarding that. So there's a penal code section out there, 12022.5, also 12022.53 which the short version is that they say that in the 12022.5, which is an enhancement for personal use of a felony, meaning that you had a gun on you. So you commit a robbery and now they charge you with the enhancement of having a gun on you. And that carries a consecutive sentence of three, four, or 10 years. If it's an assault weapon or a machine gun that you have on you, it's a consecutive five, six, or 10 years. And under 12022.53, personally using a firearm to commit one of the specified of felonies in that code section, it is even worse and it's a consecutive 10 years or 20 years. If it's discharge and 25 to life if you discharge and cause GBI bodily injury and on that that was the law before that is the law now however what's changed is before the court was absolutely prohibited from striking these particular allegations now the court actually has discretion to strike or dismiss under at the time of sentencing and I'll be honest with you, I'm in court every day. We're only two weeks into the new year, and I have not seen a judge exercise discretion on this code section yet. I'm not saying it hasn't happened. I'm just telling you I haven't seen it yet, so I can't really explain to you. Um, is this giving out often, or is this not really going to be used too often i'm not sure that's probably a conversation better for next year after we see it play out over the next year moving on to rule change number four the firearm restriction form now you have to any crimes that you plead guilty to that have a firearm restriction um, by law already in place by pleading to that now you actually have to fill out a form in court before or at the time of sentencing you must declare all firearms at the time of plea in your possession or in that you own you must also in that form relinquish immediate ownership and possession and you must specify who you are relinquishing immediate ownership and possession to. Uh, this form also requires anyone filling out to disclose their citizen number and or alien number. You must also fill out the form even if you do not own or possess a firearm. 
there is an issue of contention regarding this form, regarding the fact that they are requiring people, defendants, to disclose their citizen and alien number. It's a compelled disclosure by the statute. It's an infraction if you do not fill out the form. And it actually specifically says that there's no guarantee that the sentence will remain the same regardless of completion of the answers. So what happens when someone fills out the form and they suddenly disclose they have six other guns that no one knew about? I'm not sure how that plays out yet because this is a new law. Rule number five, ammunition. As of January 1st, any sale of any ammunition by any party must be conducted by a licensed ammunition dealer. And if neither party is a licensed ammunition vendor, then they must go to one and they can charge an administrative fee. It says you can purchase online the ammunition, but the transfers of ammunition must be done face-to-face. -face. Moving on to law change number six veterans benefits for families of state prisoners under military and vet code section veterans code section 715 subsection a it says in the prison now has to provide a facilitator that will have the tools and the technology necessary to assist the inmate in filling out the proper forms to claim benefits for their family members moving on to rule change number seven Jury selection. So although this is affects lawyers, you should know that if you get called for jury duty, you may see jury selection look a little bit different. The court is now encouraged to entertain questions submitted by counsel, whether it be defense or the DA, which we've always had the opportunity to submit questions and ask that the court ask these questions of the jury. But now it appears that the court is being specifically instructed that they are encouraged to do this process, whereas it's more discretionary and some judges actually don't like it. Additionally, they're instructed they're not to put arbitrary amount of limited time and allow attorneys the enough opportunity to question the jurors. This actually makes me very happy. As a trial attorney, I can tell you I've done more than one trial where the judge actually said, gave both attorneys five minutes to question the jury. Which, if you were the defendant, I'm pretty sure you would want your attorney more than five minutes, the opportunity to question the jury to figure out which jurors are best to serve on the panel. Moving on to law change number eight, juvenile justice. This is a great law change. Now minors age 15 age or younger, the law says shall consult with legal counsel in person, by telephone, or by video conference, and that this consultation may not be waived, and that they are to have that consultation before they talk to the police. OR release, number nine, release on your own recognizance. Three or more times, if you have now three or more failures to appear in court for any reason that resulted in a warrant, unless they were vehicle infractions, but if it was a misdemeanor or felony, and it resulted in the warrant, 
the jail can no longer just grant OR. You have to actually have a specific court hearing and the district attorney and defense are given the opportunity to state their reasons why or not, why or why not you should be granted OR. And moving on to rule change number 10, which is employer's ability to inquire about conviction history is limited. Employers with five or more employees cannot ask any questions about their applicant's conviction history. Only until the applicant has received a conditional offer, then, then they can ask when they're doing the background check. But this law actually requires that employers, if they plan on denying the applicant, that they have to give written notification and the applicant has five days to respond before the employer can make a decision. So that's a pretty big law change. And going over the final law update, which if you listen to my bro last broadcast, it's not new. It's just the number one advice that every criminal defense attorney wishes every person knew, which is the only thing you have to say to a police officer is your name in California, is your name, date of birth, and I want to talk to a lawyer. Do not give written confessions. And the most common way people slip up is they call when they're arrested and to notify friends or family of what happened or that they're in custody. And then what happens is the family says, well, what happened? And you start telling your story, which means you're making statements. Don't make any statements. It's the only way to make sure that your statements are not used against you. And that's my final legal tip for this broadcast. Quick recap is number one, PC-1000 first-time drug offender program is now called the pre-trial diversion program. Legal tip two, court reporters have now been given to January 1st, 2023 to make sure they have the technical ability for electronic transcripts. Firearms and ammunition, now the court has discretion whether they want to strike or dismiss those enhancements of personal use of a firearm. Moving on to ammunition must be sold by a licensed ammunition dealer. Moving on to VA benefits for families of state prisoners. Now the prison has to provide someone that will assist them in doing that. Jury selection questionnaires are encouraged and the court is also encouraged to leave plenty of time for both counsel to question the jury. Minors 15, year, 15 years and younger shall be afforded an attorney for a consultation before talking to the police and OR release. Now, if you've had three failures to appear in the last three years, the jail is not allowed to just let you out. You have to actually wait and have a court hearing so both sides can be heard. And lastly, when applying for a job, the employer cannot ask 
If the employer has five employees or more, they cannot ask about your conviction history until they give a conditional offer. And if they deny you based on that conviction history, they have to provide notice in writing and the applicant has five days to respond to the employer before the employer can make a final decision regarding employment. That's a wrap for the legal news. Moving on to my business review. If you're an entrepreneur and you don't know about this next business application website that I'm going to tell you about, I really think I'm going to blow your mind. And those of you <clears throat> that know about it, you've already had your mind blown by this application. And it is called Fiverr. F-I-V-E-R-R. If you want to get a logo, if you want to get your resume written, if you want stationery done, you wanted a jingle, say like what you heard at the beginning of this broadcast, if you happen to catch that, you can get all of that on Fiverr. It's a global online marketplace offering tasks and services beginning at the cost of $5 per job, hence the name Fiverr. The site is primarily used by freelancers who use Fiverr to offer their services uh, worldwide. They have services in English, Spanish, French, Dutch, and Portuguese. And I would like to give a shout out to the guy that created my jingle. I can tell you I paid a little more than $5, but it was such a nominal fee for the fact that this guy came up with a jingle for this broadcast in less than a week, and I was given three revisions. And I don't read music or know how to speak music, so I would think working with someone like me who's trying to tell you to change the tune, but I don't know how to articulate how to change it. I just know how to tell you if I like it or not. It must have been difficult to work with me and had such a great experience. There are so many other sellers on there. Also, if you happen to have any of the skills that are on this website, um, I would suggest you put yourself on there and freelance yourself and earn some extra money this way. But you can really get lost at the amazing services that they provide. And I want to give a shout out to Alex Base Guy. You can find him at alexbaseguy.com for his website, or you can find him on the application Fiverr, Alex Base Guy. And I want to let you know if there's any services that he provides that you want to get for him, he will provide you an additional 10% discount if you mention this broadcast, this name, the Legal News and Business Reviews. So if you order any service from him, you can get a 10% discount through Alex baseguy.com or through Alex Baseguy on the Fiverr application by mentioning this podcast, Legal News and Business Reviews. Thanks again for giving me your time. I hope you were entertained, you enjoyed this broadcast, and you learned something. Wishing everyone a very blessed week.